0: Hey, everybody. it's Scott Graham coming to you from Scotty Talks and welcome to episode six. Today I'm going to tell you a few stories, a few jokes, maybe even a riddle. But there's one thing that I want to talk about. and that is, do you know why car keys really make me mad? Cause they're always starting something. You know what I'm saying? They're always starting something. And then I'm reading the newspaper and I'm reading about these elephants. And they're talking about elephants taking baths in the rivers and everything. But there's one point that they never pointed out. And that was why you never see two elephants taking a bath or swimming together. Does anyone know? Well, the reason is... Like two elephants, they only have one pair of trunks. So, how in the world Oh, never mind. Anyways, I'm going to tell you a crazy story, maybe even a second story and a joke or two. So, I hope you enjoy. But thank you very much for coming to Scotty Talks episode 6, and here we go. <coughs> There was a lot of talk around town about this new kid. Everyone has seen this kid all over the place, all over town. He had funky looking clothes, he had crazy hair, he had this really strange accent, no one could really pin down, but no one really knew who he was. Well, finally, it was the first day of school, and of course, all the kids are introducing themselves to each other, when this one boy walks in, the new kid, and they was looking at him like, there he is, man, there's that new kid, what's his name, I don't know! Well, the teacher calls him up to the front of the class, and says, class... I would like to introduce to you the new student. His name is... Let me look. His name is... Bobby Bubble Butt? Well, the whole place burst out laughing. They could not believe that someone's last name was Bubble Butt. There was Furball Susie Chir- chirking on, or should I say choking? not Churkin, because that would be weird, but ch- choking on a Furball, this leaky Larry almost wetting his pants. Oh my goodness, people were laughing their head off. They couldn't believe a boy's name was Bubble Butt. Well, of course, the bullies got together, and the bullies said, You know what? We can dare this kid kid to do something really dumb and we know that dare and dumb is, you know, the same thing but he probably doesn't know because who knows where he's from but we can go up to him and dare him to do something really crazy let's go see if it's going to work so they go up to Bobby and they say hey uh, hey, Bobby uh, uh, we're kind of thinking you're kind of cool but uh, the only way you're going to hang out with us is if you do a little bitty dare, if you do this little bitty dare then you'll be the coolest guy in the school You can hang with us What do you say? Well, Bobby's like, well, uh, sure, I've never been cool before. Yeah, no kidding. Um, what do I have to do? Okay, tonight, we're going to take you to Old McCheesey's Farm. Now, no one lives there. It's been boarded up for years. Uh, They do say there's ghosts and spooky things that run around the property, but uh, no one's really seen it for sure. Well, there's this old well where they used to get water. Well, you have to go down to the bottom of the well and then to the top of the well. And if you can do that, you're brave, you're cool, and no one would ever make fun of your last name, Mr. Bubble Butt. What do you say? Well, you know what? I think I can do that. So let's do it tonight. So they sneak out of their houses, and they're walking along this old, dark country road under these old willow trees that are blowing in the breeze. There's all these eyes that are looking at them through the bushes, eyes of animals, animals of who knows what kind of nature. Well, all of a sudden, they get to the gate. They open up the gate. They walk along this footpath, and they walk right up to the old well. Now, the old well was pretty rotten. It was like rotted wood and broken stone, but there was this rope that hung down into the well, where they used to get the water. So Bobby had to grab onto the well, or should I say grab onto the rope, crawl down into the well, touch the bottom and come to the top, and if he could do that, he'd be brave and he'd be cool. Would he do it? That was the question. So Bobby, uh, are you going to do the uh, little bit of dare? Are you sure it's okay to do this because it looks kind of like dark down there? Are there any snakes or spiders or crazy creatures? Oh, I, I don't think so. Well, okay, I'll do it. So Bobby steps onto the side wall of the well. Bits of rock are falling into the water, into the water below, into the abyss blackness below. And so he grabs onto the rope. And he starts pulling himself down into the darkness. And he just gets swallowed up the, by the darkness. You cannot see Bobby anymore, but you can hear him. You can hear his voice echoing off the side walls. Oh, man, it's really stinky down here. Oh, man, it stinks. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, wait a minute, I think there's a spot, or maybe it's a snake, I don't know, there's some sort of bug, but it's in my underwear, I gotta get out of here! All of a sudden there's this blood-curdling scream, and the bullies pulled up the rope. But the rope had broken, and Bobby had fallen into the well. Well, these boys just took off and left Bobby to fend for himself. Well, the next day, the boys are in gym, and all the kids have gone into the change rooms. But the two bullies, Bruce and Billy, are standing there, going, "What are we going to do? We got to tell someone about Bobby. We got to tell him; he might be hurt." Don't worry. We'll think of a plan. But all of a sudden, something strange started happening. The doors underneath the stage started opening and shut, opening. And shut. When all of a sudden they started opening and stayed open. Well, the boys, for some crazy reason, thought it would be a great idea to walk under the stage to see what was there. So they're crawling through all this dust and all these cobwebs and all this dirt. When they get to the back side of the stage and there's a hole, they crawl through the hole. And they're standing in this old Civil War prison. Now, there was rumors that this school was built on this prison, but no one really knew for sure because they had never found a way in. But now they're in this old Civil War prison. They're looking around at all the dirt-covered hallways and the bars that all rusted where the prisoners used to stay. Well, all of a sudden they kind of realized that these hallways were lit with these torches well how after 150 years or more could there still be lit torches with fire burning on the ends that would be impossible someone would have to light them So they're back in their butt out of this big hole and all of a sudden they can see someone standing in the shadows. And this person comes out, this figure comes out into the light and it is none other than Bobby Bubba Butt. His face is all banged up. He must have fallen down the well and found this secret prison himself. But as he walked toward the boys, he started saying something that they would soon not forget. These words that would echo in their brains. You're mine! And he starts running after the boys. He pushes the boys into the cell. He locked the door and he said, well, you dared me to do something really dumb. I should have known better. Well, you know what? I dare you to survive in this darkness by yourself. Have a nice sleep, boys. And as... Bobby walked away from the boys, screaming in the cells. He snuffed out the torches with his bare hands. Well, the next day at school, Bobby was in class all day. There's no sign of Brutus and Billy until the very end of the day. When Brutus and Billy walked into the class, all scraped and beat up. Well, they not dare look into the eyes of Bobby Bubblebutt and they sat down. From that moment on, they never dared anyone to do anything again. Because I think I know what happened. I think Bobby gave them a bit of their own medicine. And he probably waited for about half an hour and let them out of that cell. But wanted to teach them that the word dare and dumb is bad. And you never, ever have to do something you don't want to do. And don't fall for, you know, the dares. We've talked about this before. Someone's going to say, I dare you. And they're going to promise you everything. They'll even promise you friendship. But I guess the question is, would a real friend make you do something you really do not want to do? And that is the question. And that, my friends, is the story of Bobby Bubba Now, I thought today, because this is a different kind of podcast, that we could actually maybe do another story. What do you say? If you can say, yeah, really loud, then I'm going to tell you another story. So are you ready? I'm going to go one, two, three. I don't want to hear. Yeah. If I don't hear it, I don't tell the story. You ready? One. Two, three. okay, that was pretty good. A little louder, are you ready? A little louder and I'll tell you a good one, you ready? One, two, three, ah, perfect, okay. You ready for the next story? Okay, here it is, the story is the red button. And now for a Scotty Talks fun fact. Did you know that French fries weren't originally made in France? They are actually made in Greece. Think about it. If you come out of the bathroom and you're Russian, what are you when you go into the washroom? And the answer is European. That's a great one. You have to think about that one, but that's a good one. Anyways, back to the story. Okay, we're going to try a song, a brand new song. It's called the Pirate Song. Arr, we'll have to dress like pirates with scurvy around the campfire. And so there's this part in it that goes, we're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards, over the deep blue sea. So when you hear we're going this way, go right. When you hear that way, go left. And when I say forward or backwards, go forward or backwards. And of course you're standing up for the song. You can't do it on your bottom, because that would just be weird. Anyway, so here's a song.
1: When I was one, i just begun the day I went to sea. I jumped aboard the pirate ship, and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forward, backwards, over the deep blue sea. A bottle of rum that fill my tumble, that's the light for me. When I was two, I lost my shoe the day I went to sea. I jumped aboard a pirate ship and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards over the deep blue sea. A battle rum that filled my tongue, and left the light for me. So how you doing, yeah? You, you doing the actions? I hope so. When I was three, I climbed a tree the day I went to sea. I jumped aboard the pirate ship and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards over the deep blue sea. A battle rum that filled my tongue, and that's the light for me. Before I knocked on the door the day I went to sea. I jumped aboard a pirate ship, and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards, over the deep blue sea. A battle around the field, my tongue, that's a life for me. Okay, number five. Here we go. When I was five, I learned to dive the day I went to sea. I jumped aboard a pirate ship, and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards, over the deep blue sea. A battle around the field, my and that's a life for me. And this is number six, a little faster. When I was six, I picked up six today. I went to sea. I jumped aboard a pirate ship, and the captain said to me, We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards, over the deep blue sea. I around the bill my tumble, left the life for of me. Oh come on, I just I got a new seven, and it's just like it's like heaven or something. I don't know. Seven, I went to Devon, the day I went to sea I jumped aboard a pirate ship and the captain said to me We're going this way, that way, forwards, backwards, over the deep blue sea I battled around that filled my time and the
0: but for me Arr! Some of the best stories ever told are stories about things that have actually happened well, When I was a kid, yes, Scott Graham, when I was a kid I actually experienced the craziest thing. I'm going to tell you that story right now. Me and my friend Josh were about eight years old and we're walking through this field and all of a sudden we see something yellow glistening through the trees. We're thinking, what could that be? And of course, Josh goes, oh, maybe it's Big Bird. It's not Big Bird. Come on, let's go check it out. So we're walking through the woods toward this yellow shiny thing, whatever it was. And as we cleared the trees, we could see that it was this humongous Bulldozer. It was huge. And I'm thinking, you know what, Josh? We got to go sit on this bulldozer. This would be the coolest thing to do. What do you say? And Josh goes, don't do it, man. We cannot sit on the bulldozer. It's oh, too late. Yeah, by that time, I was on that bulldozer calling Josh to come on. Come on, Josh, don't be such a wuss. Come on, get up here. So I pulled Josh up, and we're sitting on the bulldozer. Now, of course, we're just pretending, but we're pretending to drive it and drive it into our school and run over my sister. Oh, look out, Tina, you're in big trouble now. I got a bulldozer. When all of a sudden, I look, and I see this red button. I'm thinking, hey, Josh, look, there's a red button. And Josh goes, oh, no, red buttons are not good. I mean, red buttons are not good. It's just a red button. Oh, don't touch the red button. Red buttons are very bad. We all know red buttons are not good for you. I'm not going to eat it or anything like that. I just want to press it. Come on. Don't do it. It's not a good thing oh, I'm going to do it, all right. So I took my red finger, and I put it on the red button, and Josh is like, don't do it, don't do it. And I said, oh, I'm going to do it. So I pressed the red button, and I'm not joking. When I hit that red button, the bulldozer started. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever heard how loud a bulldozer is, but that wasn't really loud. I was, like, so scared. So me and Josh, we jump off the bulldozer. We're running for our lives, thinking this thing is chasing us. Well, I probably just ran out of gas. But we were kids. We are eight years old. We didn't know. We are thinking he had Big Keith and it was coming after us. Oh, man, what were we going to do? So I remember diving into my house, looking down the street, thinking this thing was coming down the road, but it didn't. But probably just ratted out of gas, like I said. But that night, I had a really bad dream. And I was dreaming that Joss was running behind me going, I told you not to touch the red button. You son, don't listen to me. What's wrong with you? And so I woke up screaming like red button. And so... I look, and my dad and mum are standing in the doorway, going, "What is wrong with you? What do you?" I told you, you shouldn't have given them cereal that had a lot of sugar in it before bed. Well, I didn't know you, you like sugary cereal, but dad, no, it's not the sugary cereal. I was dreaming that there was this red button, and I pressed it, and everything like that, and then I was in this bulldozer was chasing me hat, baby. It was horrible. But all of a sudden, I looked down at my belly, and I couldn't see my belly button. I'm thinking, oh, well, that's my red button. Maybe it's punishment for, like, like, touching the real red button. And then my dad said, did you pull your pajamas up too high again? Oh, I pulled my pajamas up down just like a couple inches, and there was my belly button. It was under my waistband. My pajamas, like silly me. But ever since then, I've had these bad dreams about these red buttons. So one day I'm in the store, and I'm getting papers and pencils and everything, and I'm at the cash register when all of a sudden I could see that there are the cash is this red button. I'm freaking out, going, there's a red button, we're all in danger. And the are looking at me like, are you afraid of this, sir? What is wrong? It's just a red button, sir. And she hits it, and the red button goes, that was easy. I'm thinking, they talk now. So there was this old lady in front of me. I put her over my shoulder. I grabbed her, and I was trying to save her life from the red button. Well, she's hitting me in the head with a handbag. I'm not sure why. But anyways, just not very appreciative. You know how grannies are sometimes, those evil grannies, but we'll talk about that later. But I'm going to tell you, I know what you're thinking you're going to probably like send me a red button in the mail or something like that, or draw a red button. Please don't, because I just don't like red buttons. And that's actually a true story of what happened to me when I was a kid with pressing this red button. So whatever you do, I do not recommend finding a bulldozer, sitting on the bulldozer, and pressing the red button because that would be definitely a bad thing. But you know what? Sometimes the best stories, like I say, are stories from life itself. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 6 of Scotty Talks. One last thing. I just need to give you a warning about something. Watch out for stairs because they're always up to something. Anyways, well, I look forward to seeing you and hearing you and kind of visiting with you in Episode 7. Until then, this is Scott Graham coming to you from Scotty Talks. Awesome.